our video gifts have become so, 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 so popular in the last two years. We've been doing them for six years, but people didn't always see a point in them before. This has become really, really popular. So it's essentially, you can give it to somebody for their birthday, if they're getting married, for baby showers, for any type of event. Um, it's just a really nice gift that people love. It's, it's easy to put together. It's not too, you know, it doesn't take you too, too long. There's just a tease of what's to come in this awesome episode. So exciting. This is my interview with Bianca and Stefano where we're gonna be diving in and understanding key elements about how you can maintain a positive customer relation. I've really found a lot of value from this conversation and it's awesome that it is a bilingual uh, podcast. So I'm gonna be doing two episodes from the Italian and the English. This is the Italian episode, which I could say more in Italian, but here we go anyways. I hope you enjoy so much valuable information to unpack all about how best to maintain a positive experience and as well how to have successful business with your significant other. It's an awesome interview. You don't want to miss this. So Lonely Girl Productions, I am here with Bianca and Stefano. They are based in Italy at the present moment. And, you know, I want to just take a minute here to acknowledge some of the great work that you two are doing within the space that you're working in. You know, I, I see your videos, I see your grind all the time, and, and I get inspired from seeing what you're up to. And it's super cool because you have found this almost like niche, this like high-end fashion uh, niche within Italy that obviously makes perfect sense being the country that you're in, but also <laughs> working in, within weddings and doing corporate uh, work and just doing amazing videography work where, where you're based. Uh, but I, I want to kind of hand the mic over to you now and have you both give yourselves an introduction and say kind of what is your role uh, what are kind of the key responsibilities that you have within your production company being a like two person uh, organization? I think a lot of people who are just on the mo on their own, they don't, maybe they don't realize that how can two people work together? Do they need a partner? How does that help? So yeah, handing that over to you. Uh, so when I started Lonely Girl, I had started it by myself. Um, so we started back in 2015. It was something that I was, you know, doing solo, hence the lonely girl name. Um, and little did I know a couple months later, I would meet Stefano, who was actually a <laughs> photographer in Italy. I've, I've been making videos since I think I was like 10 years old. Um, if you want to take it like further back, maybe even before on like my black and white camera. Uh, and then when I met Stefano, I had so many clients asking me for photography and I was so against photography for some reason. I don't know why. I really just, it, it wasn't my thing. Um, and then after kind of like joining our services together, we figured it would obviously be better to, you know, have a business that offers photo and video. And since then, Things have gone a lot better in general for the business, for us. In terms of, you know, if you need a partner, I wouldn't say that you need a partner, but it definitely 
definitely, you know, takes you to another level if you have the right person with you. Mm -hmm. um, I think I speak for, I think I speak for both of us when I say that it's not always the easiest working with someone that you're also, you know, dating and living with because we're, we're together 20, 24 hours a day. Um, but it's also nice. You get to work with, you know, you get to work with your partner. Uh, it's definitely not just the same thing if you're not dating the person. I can see how there would be a lot more uh, conflict. Sta chiedendo come lavora insieme, come i nostri ruoli. Stefano is definitely uh, the big ideas behind things. He's really good. He, he's, he has a lot of ideas. He's also just the, the person who calms me down all the time and is, you know, kind of the more relaxed one out of both of us, I would say. I'm a lot more uh, anxious, <laughs> anxious and stressed out about everything. And Stefano's kind of just like, you know, go with the flow. Um, but I would say our roles are, they're, they're kind of, it's the same thing, you know? So if we're at a shoot, I'll do some video, I'll do some photo and then kind of switch it off to him. I think that's also one of our strong points is that we can offer two different kind of points of views in terms of like angles and just the way that our style is differently. Yeah, we have both different styles in terms of photo and video. So hmm. um, it's always cool seeing how clients will, you know, pick some of my photos and some of my videos and then pick some of his photos and pick some of his videos. And uh, it's fun. It's good. I, I definitely, even though I'm lonely girl, it's, uh, it's, it's nice not being lonely in, in my <laughs> That's uh, yeah, that's awesome. And I think, yeah, thanks for sharing that. And so I want to kind of come back to the, the point that you made there, because it's cool to know how we even know each other. And that is through Concordia Communications. I think I'm trying to remember if we had a class together. I think it could have been mass communications. Yeah, I think we did have a class because I remember, I remember you were a lot like me in the sense that like we were at school, but I feel like we had our minds in just like completely different places and we just wanted to do so much. And so there's like a couple people from university that I remember you being one of them that I was like, okay, he's definitely going to do something with his life, you know? So <laughs> I it's, appreciate it's cool. that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember we hit it off right away. And uh, I think part of the reason why we both hit it off so much when we first met was because like we both had an internal drive and we could probably recognize that. And I think yeah. also we're both extroverted people, right? Like we're both kind of, you know, presence in the classroom, like to answer questions. And so I think automatically you're gonna be drawn to those kind of people, you're gonna be friends. Uh, so that's pretty cool. So let's talk about, let's talk about your experience and Stefano, maybe you can chat about your own uh, educational journey. And I guess to start Bianca, would you feel that what you learned at Concordia, do you feel that that's given you a foundation? And do you think that you're still tapping into that knowledge to this day, to any degree? And mi sta chiedendo se ho mai imparato come se sto usando le cose che ho imparato a scuola e se le riuso. I'll be honest with you. There's a lot more that I learned. Um, I guess kind of working while I was in school. Like it was when I when I was in university and I started my business because I started it my first year of university. So wow. A little bit, I was kind of trying to go based off what the teachers were telling me. Like, I still remember asking one of my teachers, like, what do you charge per hour? Like, what am I supposed to say? <laughs> asking the teacher that? Yeah. I was like, what am 
am I supposed to say when someone asks me what my price is, you know? And he was like, okay, well, this is what I say. And so I was like, okay, so if he's a teacher and this is his price and I'm a student, like, am I supposed to half that? Am I supposed to like quarter that price, you know? So um, as, as not great as it sounds, uh, what did you work on? As not great as it sounds, a lot of the things my teachers told me, I did the opposite. So I think that is where a lot of things changed is when I started to think, okay, it's not that they don't know what they're talking about. It's that maybe they're a little bit outdated. Mm. So I took some stuff they told me and I tried to like use it in the world that we were in at that time. I think it went well. I don't, I don't use that much of what, I, what I've learned. I know that that's not good to say because listen, I, I love school. I am someone who loves learning, but would I be in the same place I am today had I, you know, maybe dropped out my first year? I think so. I stayed in school because I was like, you know what, I'm here. I might as well do it. My teachers were really supportive. I think they saw that I was, you know, like working on the field. And so they were kind of like, okay, she's already pretty much doing what it is that she wants to do. So they weren't they were nice with me, you know, they let me sleep in the back of the class. They let me hand in my assignments late because they knew that I was, that I was working. So you're grinding. Yeah. 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 So I, I appreciate them for that. That's, that's what I remember the most for is just being super chill about just like letting me live and do my thing. Nice. Well, I think it's important to share that as well. Right. That like, school can teach you some things but honestly like sometimes the most valuable lessons are things you learn outside and yeah. things you learn from lived experiences what about you Stefano what is do you have a formal education background so Stefano actually went to school to get a degree in um and electricity he's an he's an electrician okay so yeah so he got his degree as an electrician but then he started a business with his dad and his brother a construction business so um, they pretty much take care of all like building and fixing the houses in our area. So not not really the same thing <laughs> as photo and video, but um, he was kind of like construction slash electrician man by day and uh, club photographer by night. <laughs> gotcha. And that that business, that like family business is still running, but you've kind of like st- stepped away to work with Lonely Productions. Yeah, is that the idea? <laughs> Since he since he left for Canada, I would say that company is on pause. It's it's kind of operating when we're here, uh, but when we're not here, no. But I mean, since we've been here for almost two years now, um, he's done some work here and there. But I mean, listen, things with uh, Lonely Girl keep us very very occupied. So if he does have some time, like he will spend some time on that business, but not as much. Yeah. Cool. And, and so talk to me about like Lonely Girl Productions. Cause I, I think it's, it's awesome that, you know, it started first year. Like I didn't even know that. Not, Cause I do remember like you've had that company for like, I remember when I knew you at Concordia, you had Lonely Girl Productions. So for you, like where, where do you, where do you two, where do you both see the company going in the next five years? How would you want it to grow? And, you know, from the journey you've already had, right now which is awesome where, where do you see that progressing <laughs> he's like hopefully in miami stefano just wants to <laughs> relocate to somewhere in the oh, states <laughs> he's like or california stefano just wants uh to go where it's hot and he just he wants, he wants to live a life of freedom in 
in the heat while we can take photos and videos. But um, I would say, oh boy, I don't know. I think that's also, I think this is a good point to also discuss. Stefano wants to make a movie. Stefano has very, very big ambitions <laughs> um, that I would love to have as well. It's just a lot of the time, I think I kind of hold I think I kind of hold back. Like sometimes I'm like, oh God, what if the company becomes so big that I can't handle it, you know? So I think sometimes I kind of um, stop myself from, from going where I want to go. Cause I'm like, am I ready yet? Like, is it, is this the next, is this the next step? But um, that's what having a partner is great for. When, when I have smaller ideas, he's like, no, let's aim for the bigger ideas. Yeah, my, Miami or Cali, I'm sure that the uh, Canadian winters are, are pretty intense compared to the Italian summers. So. After having not been in Montreal for a year and a half, you see how much time you have. Like we have so much extra time here because there's such nice weather for more months, you know? So it's like, you could be productive for so long in Montreal when it's cold and it's snowy, like you're, you're not as productive, I feel. And the days aren't as short as well, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, that makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. So. <laughs> savor the nice weather in the warm place while you have it yeah absolutely um and so yeah so that's that's interesting and and we talk about film and creating a, a film project you know I'd be interested to hear that but also the, your idea about holding yourself back from say having those reality checks and being like what is our potential? Should, should we be growing at the rate that we are? Is this sustainable, right? Because I, I think that there's, there's like two ways to take it. It's like, you know, you, you want to be gr growing, but you want to do it in a, a way that you can yeah, maintain I, that, yeah. that you're not going to overwhelm yourself. Um, but you don't also want to be too stagnant. So for you, what have you found to be what have you found to be a way to kind of get past that mental barrier, even say like working with, uh, you know, Stefano and being like, you know, I, I'm not going to be independent anymore. I should have someone on my team, right? Because those are all different mental hurdles that you're going to face as you scale. So what has been say like one antidote to say, you know, overcoming each mental hurdle that you found? And what do you think could be an antidote right now for what you just said to me about being too too cautious right like what what needs to change for you and what has been that change in the past honestly that's a great question oh he's saying he's it. saying every single I'll idea or project has like a level of uh like he's saying every project every opportunity has a level of potential that you have to um obviously evaluate and decide if it's you know something that you can you can take on and that you can actually do properly because listen there's nothing that can kill your reputation and your business faster than saying yes 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 to everything mm -hmm. um, and then you know not being able to deliver properly on anything that you that you said essentially so um i would say for me i mean it, it doesn't it's not the same for everybody but for me it's stefano like when i have my my moments where I, I want to do something, you know, I sit them down and I'm like, okay, it's time to have a team meeting and I need you to tell me, you know, if my ideas are okay or if this is crazy or if I'm aiming too low. And 
we kind of just like have debates with ourselves, like back and forth, pros and cons. Like, I think it's good to have somebody um, who every so often will be like, that's a shit idea, you know, and doesn't, and has no emotion behind that. And is just like, no, this is just not a good idea, or this is a really good idea and we need to push this further. So I think we do that to each other, which is um, something that I know when I was working by myself, I had a lot of, um, you know, nights where I would stay up all night long, just like panicking and planning and trying to figure things out. And I didn't have that person next to me that was like, Hey, like, wake up, like, this is a good idea, or this is a bad idea, move on. So I think, uh, for me, the thing that gets me over the hurdles is really just having him tell me straight to my face, if it's, if it's worth it or not. He's a very brutally honest person that, that can do that. And I think a little bit less, I do that for him because he usually can come to his own conclusions by himself. But every so often I can uh, chime into his things and just be like, okay, I think we can, you know, do this like this or do this like that. Um, that that's definitely it. And obviously just realizing that things are not gonna always stay the same forever. You know, if it's a good situation or a bad situation, things don't stay the same. So um, for regardless of what it is in life or work or whatever we're talking about, it's it's just a matter of, being consistent and understanding that success is not, you know, like it's not, it's not a straight line, but there's always a new day and you can always, you can, there's always more that you can do every day. Yeah, absolutely. And what, what you were saying there about the power of saying no, I think is really important as you scale and knowing that does this client or does this request fit in with, my 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 own plans like do they match my niche do they match who i want to serve are they somebody that i can see myself working with uh i want to i want to also talk about the idea of having a client on a retainer and is that something that you've done i feel that it may be more access accessible if you have say a photographer on your team because you can essentially expand your uh, your services into new alternative uh, but complementary markets, right? Yeah. Now, is that something that with Lonely Girl Productions you've done in the past? Because when I look on your page, I see some clients that you've worked with uh, repeatedly. And yeah. so when you say are negotiating a, a retainer contract, so repeat business with somebody, what do you think has been the key to that success? Would you say it's like, just by, you know, showing up, by doing a great job, right? It's like, it's someone about building trust. It's about obviously the final product. Is there anything else do you think that maybe people wouldn't be aware of that has been valuable in terms of securing long-term contracts? Sta dicendo, vedo che voi lavorate spesso con le stesse persone, come fate a tenervi sempre i stessi clienti? Beh, sicuramente uno è... Ma no, è come ci adattiamo alle persone nei, nei photoshoot, prima di tutto. Quindi si crea un rapporto di fiducia. Sì. E anche perché comunque le persone hanno bisogno di credere 
nel tuo fotografo, sì. nel senso qualcosa, qualcuno che ti sta facendo la pubblicità, quindi una volta instaurata quel rapporto di fiducia, ci rimane. Ci rimane, perché ovviamente non vada a un altro che non Um, he's saying that uh, a really strong point that we have is the fact that we're able to adapt to any client, any situation, which I have to say is true. Uh, I think the fact that we do so many different type of jobs, like you were saying, you know, one day we're at a wedding, one day we're doing products, one day I'm, you know, making a logo for somebody, one day I'm doing, you know, it's every day is something different. So you need to You need to show up to every single client with their attitude in a certain sense, with their vibe. And so I think that really just goes with, um, before I meet someone, I, you know, I try to get to know them. I, I like to speak to them a lot before. And I really think that, you know, obviously it's not only about a good product because I'll be honest with you, I've had clients where, uh, you know, the end of the end of our work together, they weren't happy. They weren't happy, but they still come back to me, even if they weren't happy that time for whatever the reason may have been. It could have been their fault, could have been my fault. Um, they always come back. So I think it's really the fact that they understand that we want to help. We, we actually want to help you. We want you to grow your clients. We want, you, we want to make more money for you because more money for you means more money for us. Right. So it's a circle of just helping each other out. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take on a project that I don't think I can properly, you know, photograph or or videograph or just publicize in general because in the end that just looks really bad on me. If I give you stuff and you're not able to get even just one client from that, then obviously I'm doing something wrong. So I think it goes uh beyond just having a good relationship with them because I, I even though I do think that that is super important. Like you were saying, we like to talk. We're people who are very social. I'm like that, Stefano's like that. Um, and I think just like gaining their trust and letting them understand first off who I am, who he is and what we can bring to the table. And everything is just really personalized with us. I'm not that person who has their prices listed out on a website because I don't believe any two clients will need the exact same package or will you know require the same budget to do what what it is that they need everyone is different and i know that from when i started i had zero money zero clients and i i needed to do what i could and the people who stuck with me from the beginning um as you said are they're still my clients now because they started with me when i was literally nothing and no one and they trusted and they supported me And so we're able to continue having this great relationship together where they support me, I support them and we get each other. And now that we've been working together for five years, like who knows your brand better than, than me, essentially. Oh yeah, that was really, really good advice in terms of just being flexible to what you need to what to what your customers need and and providing you know providing the class experience so that they do come back but also by you going back to them right like it's something i need to work on more it's going back building stronger relationships because i think it's what it all comes down to it's right? also about the professional thing i think a lot of people focus so much on like i need to be professional i need to be professional like listen i'll be honest with you i am i allowed to swear here can i swear you can swear okay 
in, in the in the beginning, I really thought it was like I had to be, you know, like super, super professional. But like, we're not all like that, you know, and it's understanding the, the person that's in front of you. Like, yes, they're a professional, but they're also just a regular person who has likes and hobbies and a certain like, you know, personality that you you want to compliment with them. Like what is, there's nothing nicer than having a conversation with someone and it flows nicely and they like talking to you. These are just people that will gravitate toward you. Even if you don't have the best content, even if you're not the best photographer, or the best videographer, they will come back to you, not because you're professional, like obviously that helps as well, but just being a, a person with them. You know, it's not like, oh, this is my client and I have to be super, super, super professional. Like, no, if a fuck needs to come out, you know, here and there, if you're emphasizing on something, sometimes it gets people to trust you more and it gets them to understand that you're serious and you're not just here to, you know, be fancy and professional because that's not, it's not going to get you, that doesn't mean it's going to get you great results. Thanks for that. That was really, really insightful. And and you're right. Sometimes the F-bomb does need to be dropped. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And so, so, you know, talking about relationships uh, with clients, I also want to, you know, I want to ask about the relationship that you two have. And so for, for you two, what have you found to be one of like the biggest strengths in having someone who, you know, is in a personal relationship also be in, in that professional relationship, but what have you also found to be one of the biggest challenges from that as well on the flip side? Che cos'è una delle cose più, le difficoltà più grandi che abbiamo essendo coppia e partner di lavoro? Vabbè, eh che un po' non si dividono mai le cose. In sostanza, pure quando non stai lavorando, finisce a parlare di lavoro, di litigare di lavoro. E invece quando stai lavorando finisce a litigare di cose personali. Finché stai in mezzo a uno shoot non c'entrava un cazzo. Okay, so uh, I definitely agree with this. He's basically saying that the biggest challenge when you're working with your um, significant other is that a lot of the times on your, you know, personal time, so on like Friday nights, Saturday nights, Sunday, relaxation day, uh, you don't want to be talking about work. And you'll find yourself like in the middle of like a two hour movie and just being like, what do you think about this idea? You know, and then they're like, oh, this, this, this is a great idea. And then you'll, you know, start talking about it and then you'll find yourself into like a three hour deep conversation about work that you had no intention um, to kind of get into on a Friday night when you're supposed to be kind of just chilling, you know? And then kind of the same thing when you're you're working you're filming or you know you're at a wedding and there's a lot of high stress if you're doing an event that requires you to be quick and um you know let's say one of us does something that kind of aggravates the other that's when the personal will come out you know so we'll kind of you know send each other where we got to go <laughs> during work and it's and it's not always you know the place for it so it's kind of i guess the fact that the personal kind of gets into the professional sometimes and the professional definitely gets into the personal way too much. But at the same time, we like it. Like, I like talking about work. Like, we like talking about work, you know? So it's not the worst thing, but I mean, sometimes you're you're just like not in the mood and, and one of us is like super excited about a new thing. And, you know, like I'm the type of person who will get up at 3.30 in the morning and be like, I need to start doing this idea or tomorrow I might, feel differently about it, you know? So I think mm. Stefano 
definitely gets annoyed with that sometimes that I have uh, trouble just turning work off. Yeah, no, and that's, it's, it's interesting. And that's something I've heard, and it reminds me of hearing this in another podcast about, it was this woman, and I'll say in the podcast, because I think you two would enjoy it. And having that line, she's like, we would make times for like, okay, you know, past 9pm, we don't speak about business. And she's like, but we always broke it. We just like, it was always being broken because somebody would have a good idea. We just like, ah, I need to tell you this. Right. And uh, yeah, no, that's, that's interesting. And it's, it, I think it's, I think there's definitely a value in it. And I think, especially in the wedding sector, because I know you both do a lot of weddings. I think that's quite common actually to see that where you can capture the intimate moments of say, you know, the, the bride and um, I don't know when terminology that well, I don't do wedding <laughs> videos, but like the bridesmaids all getting together, you know, and then vice versa, Stefano can go into the grooms and you can capture those yeah, intimate yeah. moments. So right? that, and, I agree. That's a, that's definitely a, a, a big plus. Definitely. Big, yeah, definitely a big plus. But again, uh, there is a lot of couples who work together in wedding photography and videography, and it's just uh, wedding photography, just wedding in general, being someone in, that's involved in the wedding industry, it's very, very stressful. So that's what mm -hmm. I would say um, the challenges come up most because it's, it's a wedding, right? There's no repeats. There's no, hold on, let's do that again. So it's like, if one of us misses something, the other one is always very like, I can see you. And I saw that you missed that. And I'm going to give you shit for that after, you know? <laughs> so it's just more, it's more that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, but it, I feel like that, yes, it is stressful, but yeah, it's also rewarding working in weddings. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no, of course. It's nice. There's always a period where, you know, I'm like crying and then I look over and I see, He's definitely and I'm like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay, so coming close to wrapping things up here, um, I just want to, again, to thank you again both for your time and to also say, was there anything that we didn't chat about that uh, you're hoping to speak about that, you know, maybe you thought that, oh, yeah, I was hoping we would mention this or perhaps, you know, you want to shout out a new, a new project you're working on, anything like that? Eh, ci sta qualcosa che volevamo discutere o se vogliamo parlare di un nuovo progetto? Eh, no, non ho detto che... Cosa? Il coso che viene fatto avere stando servizio o qualcosa così. Foto A. Foto Come pacchetti di viaggi? Ah, sì. Actually, yeah, I'd like to mention two services that are super... Are... Quali sono tre? Fai il cambio servizio o il... No, il cambio servizio. So I would say that the two services that I would like to just briefly mention is uh, our video, our video gifts. Our video gifts have become so, 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 so popular in the last two years. We've been doing them for six years, but people didn't always see a point in them before. This has become really, really popular. So it's essentially, you can give it to somebody for their birthday, if they're getting married, for baby showers, for any type of event. Um, it's just a really nice gift that people love. It's, it's easy to put together. It's not too, you know, it doesn't take you too, too long. Uh, and it's a beautiful memory that people can keep for hundreds of years that you can show your kids and your kids' kids. And it's just, it's just a movie all about you. So I think that that's, uh, that's definitely a service I want to shout out because it's such a nice service. I, I had the pleasure of someone gifting me uh, a video gift last year. And it's just, it's a really nice service. 
the second one I wanted to mention is we're actually doing travel packages. So we're basically working on different packages for, you know, if somebody wants to send us their, their products or whatever, we set up a whole shoot for you so we can uh, find new models, locations, hair, mm -hmm. makeup, clothes, whatever it is that you want to, you know, publicize we work with you to make a travel package so that you can still get photos. Even if you can't travel, your products can travel for you. Yeah, that's really cool. I like don't know anybody doing that. And yeah. uh, the, the video gifts is also something that's like tapping into kind of new market um, for you both. And it's also just a wholesome, awesome idea as well. And so how can people connect with you both? I would say the easiest and most fastest place to contact me is Instagram. Okay. Instagram is, is what I look at every single day. Um, I can, we can also do email, but honestly, Instagram is much, much faster. So I would say, let's just, let's just go with Instagram. Cool. And that's Lonely Girl Productions, right? Lonely Girl Productions. Yeah. Awesome. And so I guess last question here, what does creativity mean to you, to you both? La creatività che significa per te? Questo dobbiamo avere risposte diverse. Sicuramente per me la creatività sta nelle cose che compri. Every time he speaks in Italian, it sounds so beautiful. And then when I have to translate it into English, I butcher it. It's been nice to hear you speak Italian. Oh, that's nice. A little bit of Italian in my life. Creativity for me is... Oh, that's a good one. It always catches you at the end, catches everybody. <laughs> They're like, I didn't know that was coming. Lo sai tu? Più o meno. Per me la creatività sta nella persona in cui, nel caso fotografi o nel posto dove stai, da là nasce la creatività. Che succede per te? Che succede per me. Cioè, in quel momento, io guardando quello che mi circonda, mi parte la mia creatività in base a chi c'è, chi sta succedendo, cosa stai okay, facendo. I'm going to try not to destroy this. Stefano says creativity for him is depends on the area he's in, his surroundings, the people, and based off of all of those things, that is what inspires his creativity. Questa è che cos'è la, la creatività? Da là nasce la mia creatività. Se io mi invento una cosa che è bella, è nata da quello. He basically says all of his ideas, all of his creativity just comes from um, his, his surroundings and what he, what he has to photograph or who he has to videograph. In that moment, that is when... Non l'ho pensato prima. He does not think about anything prior. <laughs> so until he's actually at that moment, which I kind of... Which I kind of agree with. Credo. It's the spontaneity of the moment. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Me, I like that. For me, I would think that creativity is. No, oh, I don't know. I feel like I should just steal his answer. It was a good one. But I guess the same thing. But for me, creativity, like, I don't know if I can say. Like, <laughs> Creativity for me is listening to music and staring at a wall. Like I know it sounds very odd, but I need to just be in a vibe. I need to like put on specific music 
depends what day of the week it is. I need to put on music. music. I need to, I need to get into the vibe and then, and then it just comes Mm. to me or I have to drive around for a couple hours. That's what creativity is to me. I know that sounds really weird, but it's the flow. It's the state of flow. It is. It is. is. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for coming on. This was a lot of fun and inspiring to hear from you both and to see the cool work that you're doing. So yeah, I just want to say thank you for your time and can't wait to share this episode. Thank you so much for having us. It's so nice to see you after all of this time. I know, right? Yeah. I'll continue to be releasing episodes, so don't go anywhere. You're going to want to hear that next content coming up. But I will be taking a bit of a vacation starting June 10th, lasting until June 30th. I'm going to Italy with my family. So this will be the last episode of The Creative Kind until after then. And then you can expect another episode mid-July. If you've been enjoying this show, don't forget to check out my brand new show, Similar Theme, Similar Length, also hosted by yours truly, and that is The Sustainable Kind. So I've had two guests out so far, including Dr. Diane Sachs, who is an established leader in her own right, and the deputy leader of the Green Party of Ontario, as well as Leah Nateg, who is a fellow MES candidate, uh, the front's uh, Masters of Environment and Sustainability, a graduate that is from Western University. We're both graduates of the same program, funny enough. Um, so we got a different angle, less on the creative side, but if that's something that you're into, definitely check it out. And I hope that you have a great summer. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'm gonna be releasing this in English and in Italian. So two special episodes, you'll be able to hear from Stefano, Stefano. Uh, Thank you very much, Grazie, for your time. And if you know someone that is Italian, share this episode with them. That's kind of fun little fact uh, that this was filmed. So hope you enjoyed it. Thanks. I appreciate you for listening in and giving me this time of your day to get a little bit wiser on the Creative Kind Show.